Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is entitled... I love me. I'm actually, I'm going to read two poems on today. How about that? Because I'm looking at two. Okay. So we're going to do double portion day today. (laughs) So here we go. I love me first and then he loves me next. Here we go. I love me. When I look in the mirror and I see my reflection, I smile from the inside out. The joy that I feel to be alive and well, it comes straight from my heart. I adore the person that I see because that person is the unique me. I love my smile and my freckles too. I love being me and I'm not trying to be you. This doesn't make me vain or conceited. I believe that it makes me confident. God created me in his likeness. He is a magnificent artist. How amazing to know that I was on his mind. His love is always standing the endless test of time. I smile because I can. I smile for who I am. I smile because it feels so good to believe in who I am. I love me. I love me. Woo! I love me. And I am grateful to be alive. (laughs) I hope y'all enjoyed that point. So the next one is he loves me. Oh, how I love him, his grace and his mercy. Not just because he is God, but because he first loved me. He blesses me every day with life that I hold dear. He pours his love all over me. I always feel him near. He showers me with kisses each time I call his name. He embraces my flaws and he loves me just the same. He listens with both ears open, and when I talk, my time I can take. He is so attentive, and he forgives the mistakes I make. He is my rock indeed, my fortress on a weary day. He makes me laugh constantly, and he loves it when I pray. Oh, how he loves me in every sort of way. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, this is not going to be long. And I know I tell y'all that all the time. So you're probably like, Teresa, what is your version of long? Because you say it's not going to be long and it's kind of (laughs) long, but I digress. So it is not going to be long. At least that is the intent is that it won't be long. However, I just wanted to talk about this one thing. It is not going, I hope it didn't take me long. 
But what I wanted to talk about was, or what I wanted to ask was, do you gossip? Yeah, I asked it. Do you gossip? So for those of you who are not aware what it means to gossip, the de- by definition, it is casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true, engaging in gossip. And the true meaning of gossip is a rumor or report of a personal nature, chatty talk, gossipy. Now, can it be negative? Although it has an unfavorable connotation, gossip isn't always negative. However, most gossip can be placed into three different categories, good, bad, and neutral. Now, this is information that I found on the Oxford Languages Dictionary. And then as far as going, as far as I went, that came from safetyandhealthmagazine.com. So, I pretty much wanted to talk about this because, let me confess, let me confess. So, on this morning and this afternoon, this happened two different occasions where... I was about to go on a self-righteous journey. I said it just the way I meant it because we have a tendency to make it seem as if we are without flaws at times. It may not be all the time, but there are moments that whenever you have that mindset of like, if it were me, I wouldn't do that. That's it can be an undertone of self-righteousness. So what I'm starting to do or practice, I'm going to say practice because, you know, I'm still practicing. I'm still learning about me. I'm still trying to grow. I'm still trying to whew, unlearn some bad behaviors and unlearn some bad conversations and unlearn some bad everything. I'm just trying to reinvent me. And hopefully I will see the best version of me on the other end of this. So. In my working on myself, I had a couple of moments where I was, I'm just going to say offended for the, for the lack of a better way to put it, uh, because I feel like sometimes after the offense comes that feeling of wanting to be self-righteous. So what it means to be offended. So to be offense, whenever there's an offense, it is a breach of a law or rule, an illegal act, Annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult to or disregard for oneself or one's standards or principles. So, excuse me. So one of the incidents I was about to go in, excuse me, and start to talk about an individual whom I didn't, I guess from my perspective, I didn't agree with how a certain situation was handled. So the self-righteous side of me attempted to project. That's the word I'm looking for. Project how I would have handled it differently. So P-R-O-J-E-C-T. That's how you spell project. Let's find out the definition of that. An individual or collaborative enterprise that is carefully planned to achieve a particular aim. An estimate or forecast 
something on the basis of present trends or data extend outwardly beyond something else to protrude. Um, so yeah. So what I was trying to do, I was, I was about to, I literally deleted it all. Didn't do it, but I was about to project my perspective about the situation, but I was about to share it with an individual whose business. It was really not a part. It was, it was not that person's business, nor truth be told, it probably wouldn't even mind. So in my doing that, no, it was mine because it was involving me. Okay, back up. They was involving me. But anyway, so in my doing that, I almost went there. And it was going to be one of those, can you believe, you know, that type of, <laughs> that type of undertone. So for those of you that heard the word connotation and you're like, what in the world does that mean? Let me spell it for you. Connotation. I just had it. Okay, my definition is, well, first of all, how you spell it is C-O-N-N-O-T, like Tom, A-T like Tom, I-O-N, connotation, T-I-O-N like Nancy. It's an idea or feeling that a word invokes in addition to its literal or primary meaning, meaning, sorry, um, the abstract meaning or intention of a term. An example it says connotation is the use of a word to suggest a different association than its literal meaning, which is known as also denotation. So anyway, what I was trying to do or what I was about to do, I didn't do because I erased everything. And then I thought about it and I was like, girl, you were about to gossip. And so that's one of the things if you've ever heard any of my episodes, I've talked about that. And I literally was about to fall prey to the very thing that I have really, truly spoken against on different levels. So instead of me going in that vein, which is something that if we're not careful, we could easily do. I literally erased everything I was about to write. And I said the words I will. Let me tell you exactly. I'm going to say it verbatim instead of me paraphrasing. So the words became. Today, I am going to think positive thoughts, no matter what it looks or sounds like. And I put a whole bunch of praying hands. So that was my way of hoping and praying that I could stay in this vein today and days going forward. But I had to reframe even how I viewed that particular situation. I had to take myself out of it and not even though it was directed toward me I had to remove myself now this I I'm saying I had to but I'm just kind of letting you know what I did so that I would not take it so personally and that so that I would not allow the self-righteous side of me to rise up and then judge not really truly and then not really truly offering empathy or compassion or even understanding at that point so the moment that I deleted what I was about to write, because I did not want to have that self-righteous undertone, I did not also want to gossip about anybody. And what I started to realize is that I was offended. And because I was offended, I was about to be reactive. And in my being reactive, this is how the gossip baby is born sometimes. 
So I literally had to retract and I'm glad I never pressed sin, but I had to retract what I was thinking. Fast forward. It happened again. So when it happened again, um, I literally was like, okay, um, now what I do. So after I thought about it, I was like, you're about to do it again. It was a different, totally different situation, but I was about to do it again. So I was like, you're not going to do this. What you're going to do is take a few steps back because this is what I'm starting to learn about me. I can be very reactive and I'm trying to learn how to switch that around because that's a personality trait that I don't always adore about myself. And so, and I hope this is helping someone because I literally just decided to go on and talk about it. But one thing that I recognize is that you literally are reactive. If it doesn't look the way you want it to look, if it doesn't sound the way you want it to sound, if it doesn't feel the way you want it to feel, if it doesn't seem the way you think it should seem, then you react instead of just taking a moment to just woosah, breathe, remove yourself from the equation, even if it is just for a minute. Don't put yourself in the situation, even if the person is saying you, 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 you take yourself out of it so that you're not taking everything so literally and so personally. And then you're judging their behavior. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they just got bad news. Maybe they're having a panic attack. Maybe they're just afraid and they don't know how to convey that to you that they're afraid maybe they had a bad thought and they're doing the very thing that you're about to do and then that's how the fall the small foxes in my opinion that's how the the small foxes can spoil the vine so instead of reacting just be still take judgment out of it evaluate what is taking place you are not trying to save any babies. Rome was not built in a day, even with you having to learn how to not be reactive. And I'm talking to myself when me learning how not to be reactive is one of those things that I literally have to learn how to sit in the moment. Just sit in the moment. And by sitting in the moment, hopefully what I'll discover is that. Even if the intention of the other person is not a pure intention, because everybody's intentions are not pure. But even if they have a impure intention of why they are delivering information to you or why they're trying to gauge or take information from you, even if the intention is not pure, I do not have to be reactive to that. I could literally just sit and woosah, and like just breathe, breathe through it. Sometimes silence can be your best friend. So today I needed to hold hands with silence. I needed to literally just, okay, how am I going to handle this? So what I recognized is that the moment that I removed myself out of the equation and I didn't try to project what I was feeling onto the individual or to someone else so that they could side with me point of, in terms of my point of view, my self-righteous point of view. Once I took all of that stuff off the table, like just wiped it off the table, cleared the table and just sat with myself. I was like, girl, this is not that bad. Chill out. A question was asked. 
You don't have to be reactive. Take a moment, breathe. And then answer the question in a non-judgmental way. (laughs) Sometimes that's hard to do when you're reactive. So I answered the question in a non-judgmental way and no tigers or bears were harmed in my response. How about that? No one was harmed, not even me. So then when the second time came around, and I, I, I'm going to call it a test because I feel like it was another test. Like, okay, okay, we kind of gave her a preview of the quiz. She did all right on the quiz, but now we're about to give her a test, like a real test. So hours later, the test came. This time, I took the tools that I applied from the quiz and I made it, I made a conscious effort to do the very same thing that I did on the quote unquote quiz. And I'm calling it a quiz because it was a real life situation. But, you know, I feel like sometimes we get tested just to see if the things that we're learning and working on shadow work and all of that, if it's really paying off. And so when the test came around, I believe I passed with flying colors because what I was able to do is not internalize. And I was able to to use the tools that I had and I was able to respond in such a way that I was chill afterwards. I was not so caught up in how the other person would receive my response because a lot of times I do that too. Um, my, My stomach will get all up in knots. I have, okay, so for those of you that don't know, I used to struggle a whole lot and I see that there's still some residue every once in a while with people pleasing. And so whenever I'm not doing things the way that somebody feels that they should be done or how they feel that this should be done and I got to react to that or I got to respond to that, sometimes I will get like an anxiety attack Um, because, like I said, people pleasing used to be an issue for me more so in the past than it is now. And so sometimes I will find myself if I'm not careful Playing in my mind how I think the person is going to react if I tell them no. And it can get my, my stomach in knots, literally. Like, I'll get really, really nervous about that. And so what I've been trying to do through therapy and other practices and things that I'm, you know, trying to work on, I've been trying to embrace the fact that how other people feel about me is really none of my business not to the point that it should impact my health not to the point that it should impact my mental health my psychological health my physical health like I should not care so much to the point that I lose sleep and all this other stuff that was happening in the past that there it just should not be like that And so um the more that I'm adopting that the more that I am embracing that I'm able to speak my truth in love. And what I'm also trying to also work on is when I'm doing that, not to make the fact that I was able to successfully achieve that goal, not to turn it into a situation where I'm having a conversation with someone and I'm like, can you believe that such and such had the audacity to ask me this and that, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying my best to just literally be in the moment and leave it there, but not turn it into something more. 
um, some of y'all will know, cause I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying not to talk about everything that transpired and just, you know, give bits and pieces, but I hope you get the gist of what I'm saying is that it's easy to create a gossip baby. And so what I'm trying to learn how not to do is that I'm trying to learn how to keep the focus on me in terms of me healing, me growing, me being delivered from certain things, me being, uh, you know, receiving a breakthrough from certain things, but keeping the focus on that and not pointing the finger at someone else. Like you should already be there. You should already be there. You should already be there based off of what you, you know, I'm trying my best not to be that person and not to talk about someone that may not have the same journey as me, but they have made certain decisions or they're doing things certain ways that I may not be in agreement with at the time. I'm trying to learn how to offer grace more because I believe that I'm a gracious person, but that see that's self-righteous. Somebody else might say, I, I don't have grace at all, or it can be considered. So let me reword that. It could be considered or taken as being self-righteous. But if you were to ask me, I believe that I'm a gracious individual. However, there may be other people that if you were to ask them, they would tell you that I don't have grace or offer grace at all. So that's just something to keep in mind. So um, as I journey through this process of just growing, <laughs> just trying to grow. That's all I'm trying to do is grow. <sighs> the process can be a bit much. I know it's going to be worth it. I trust and believe that it's going to be worth it. It is going to be worth it. When I finally look at the reflection, that is me. And I see a better version and a greater version of me internally and externally. I am going to rejoice. It is going to be a beautiful thing to see. It is going to be a beautiful thing to um, withhold. And I am or to see. I know there's another word. Um, hold on. Let me see. Let's look at withhold. Behold. That's what I meant to say. It's going to be a beautiful thing to behold. Um, B-E-H-O-L-D. So the definition of behold, I'm talking about withhold. I can tell you what that means too, but that's not what I meant. So to behold is to see or observe a thing or a person, especially a remarkable or impressive one. That is what I am looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing the best version of myself. I'm looking forward to be I'm looking forward to being grounded and rooted in all that is in me and all that is in God and being able not to be wavered to and fro to literally just be able to stand in my authenticity, to stand in my uniqueness, to stand in all that he created me to be and to be confident in that. I'm looking forward to who he says I am and meeting her. I don't know how long this process is going to be. I don't know how much longer I got <laughs> for it to take and manifest, but I'm looking forward to meeting that version of myself. And so even this is a part of that journey. All of this is a part of that journey, trying to discover who I am and who I don't want to be. And I don't want to make gossip babies. I really, really don't. I don't want to create gossip babies. I just don't want to do it. I have done that in the past. I have seen the repercussions of that. And if you want to know what repercussions means, let me just tell you. Um, and I don't want that anymore for my life. 
I just don't. So repercussions is R-E-P-E-R-C-U-S-S-I-O-N. It's an unintended consequence occurring sometime after an event or action, especially an unwelcome one. That's not what I want. So I'm not trying to create any gossip babies, which is why I asked the question, do you gossip? Because maybe you can go on this journey with me (laughs) in terms of learning how not to maximize the minimum, learning how not to take certain conversations or certain instances that take place in your life and turn it into something more that creates discord and strife. Let's see what discord means. Because sometimes we don't even realize that we're the bait discord so the definition of discord it is a disagreement between people discord is spelled d-i-s-c-o-r-d lack of harmony between notes sounding together people disagreeing that's discord or strife let me just tell you what strife means because i'm not trying to be that vessel so strife s-t-r-i-f-e it means angry or bitter disagreement over fundamental issues conflict all found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. That's where I got the definitions from. However, I'm not trying to be that person. Um, I'm not trying to be that person. So, that's just what I wanted to share. I wanted to share that um, you don't have to gossip. I don't have to gossip. And I don't have to be self-righteous either. Hold on. Let me see. Let's just look up self-righteous. I probably shared it before, but I'm going to share it again. Self-righteous. That's what I talked about today. Self-righteous. So having or characterized by a certainty, especially an unfounded one, that one is totally correct or morally superior. I ain't trying to be like that. Okay. (laughs) Whew. So just keep that in mind. If you're somebody that, you know, that's something that you've been struggling with. um, Just keep it in mind. We don't, that does not have, that doesn't have to be our testimony. It really doesn't. It really, really does not. It really, really does not. But a lot of times what we do, if we're not careful, we find ourselves in situations. And before we know it, um, we're feeling some type of way. And before we know it, the whole world knows it. Because we didn't take time out to sit with that situation, process that situation, pay attention to how it is that we feel in the situation and go from there. A lot of times we just react. And I know that that's been my testimony many, many, many times. And I am really trying to change the trajectory of how I react and how I respond. Let's look at react real quick. It's not going to take me long. It's R-E. A-C-T. So the definition of react is respond or behave in a particular way in response to something. Respond with hostility, opposition, or a contrary course of action to. Of a person suffer from adverse psychological effects after ingesting, breathing, or touching a substance. React. That would, that would also be interpreted as reaction the last definition I gave, but these are found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to learn how not to do. 
is um, I don't have to be reactive to everything that's stated. I don't have to be reactive to everything that's done. Um, I can learn how to be still and know that God is God and know that he's going to fight every single battle and that everything that is hidden, it will be revealed. That's what the Bible says. Anything that's hidden is going to be revealed. So a lot of times we get ourselves in these frenzies about friendships and about people and about jobs and everything else, not understanding the, the realness that God is the author and the finisher. If you do serve him, cause I know I do. Um, and if you don't, that's your business in my tab at the Brown voice, but, um, understanding that he is the author and the finisher of my faith. He's going to have the final say. So why do I got to do all of this extra? By the way, speaking of extra, I had told y'all <laughs> I am extra. Okay. That's what my kids tell me all the time. But, um, I had told y'all that I was going to let you know the top 10, well, not all 10, but just if I talk too much, that was one of the episodes that I have recorded. Come to find out, I talk too much has now become the number one episode that y'all have listened to concerning this podcast. So I, that would tell me a lot of y'all do agree. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I just wanted to tell y'all, thank y'all for that. But um, and it's true. I've used this as my platform because I love to talk. So there's that. So, yes, if you are someone who has created a gossip baby and you can you can literally attest that this is just not a wise thing to do. Um, I'm with you on that. Trust me. And I had I made a conscious decision today. That I would not create a gossip baby and I didn't. How about that? So a test is to provide or serve as clear evidence of a T T E S T according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So yes, I'm grateful. It's an everyday journey. I was quizzed one time and tested another. And by the grace of God, I passed both. But this is something that is going to happen minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, month by month, and year by year. I may not always get a hundred, but I am consciously aware that it is easy to create a gossip baby. And I am not trying to allow that to become a part of who I am. So I am consciously working on how it is that I process information that I receive, that I hear, that I see, that I'm, I'm learning how to not allow it to attach itself to me to the point that I got to have an opinion about everything. Well, I kind of do because, you know, I have this podcast thing going on, but you know, yeah. Okay. There's that. Anyway. So, um, with that being said, I am going to conclude this episode on today. I hope that this encouraged someone. Um, but yeah, try not to be that person that is used to create a gossip baby. Okay. And I'll try to do the same. <laughs> But although this is going to conclude my episode on today, please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.